calling all witchy babes and sexy goddesses. This is the Goddess Conjurer Podcast, and I'm your host, Christina Margaret, Ayurvedic lifestyle and sexual empowerment coach for women just like you. Join me and some badass women guests as we discuss an abundance of juicy topics for today's wild woman, from motherhood to sexuality and everything in between. Tune in because shit is about to get real, and trust me, you don't want to miss it. Hello and welcome to the latest episode here of the Goddess Conjure podcast. I am your host, Christina Margaret, and here we are in the middle of February, the shortest, longest month of the year, as I've been calling it. I feel like I've been on a bit of a hiatus for the last month or so, which isn't really that unusual of me this time of year. Um, I really do try and practice what I preach. So I have been doing a lot of resting and self-care and basically I become a recluse spider this time of year. So I am not seen, but to be feared. (laughs) Just joking. I wanted to have kind of an interesting conversation today about life. And I always like to draw in what's happening in the elements, what's happening in the seasons to my, to my talks. And with my inward, um, self-reflection that I have been going through these past few months of winter, I've been thinking a lot about life and and about death in a way, as this really is that season of death. And, and I keep asking myself the question, what if we lived prepared to die? I have lived with a great fear of death for a long time, especially when my nervous system was extremely overwhelmed and I didn't know how to self-regulate. Every sensation I felt in my body was an immediate threat to my life. And before I could get another breath in, I was already played out my entire funeral service in my mind. This went on for many years. It was very debilitating and I had a hard time getting done even some of the most simple tasks like leaving the house. I never trusted I could take care of myself and my own body. I never trusted my own body. And I always wanted... It wasn't until I started to do some deeper work and some real healing of my nervous system that those things changed. My vibration elevated. Therefore, so do the people that I attracted and that are around me. But that being said, no one that has ever been around me has actually been the person or the people that have made me feel safe in my body. In fact, the only person that has made me feel safe in my body is me. The only person that's ever been able to make me feel safe in my body is me because my wounds are old. My wounds are from childhood and my child brain takes over 
when I feel these incredibly debilitating sensations and overwhelm within my body and I can't self-regulate. Now, my deepest core has such a respect for death of things. You see, my anxious self could not die because I fed it. I nourished it with sickness. I kept it so alive and so well because I held on to it every single day, just like so many things that have made me sick. I held on. Allowing myself to let go of the grips of addiction to let them die has saved my life. The only thing certain in life is death. Beginning to really live and living, loving, fully being myself has been the most magic. Being in the death of bad choices and unauthentic living has allowed me to make real authentic choices based on my own desires and dreams. So in Ayurveda, as I love to say, the season of fall was the entering into death, was the dying. Everything was letting go and dying before us, before the death of which winter is. Ayurvedically, there is a shift happening now into kapha season, the elements of earth and water, stillness and death. But in that is actually the beginning of this deep rebirthing that spring will bring. Spring will arrive soon. And we will be in a window of new beginnings, knowing that this window is actually unstable, though. That if we do not nourish it and water it, our new manifestations will die, too. They are far too delicate to not be attended to. The most recent part of my life I have purposely sent to the graveyard is expectation of image of perfection. I have struggled with this idea of image mostly in the past couple of years or longer. As, but as I decided I wanted to be a coach, such a huge part of me has been fearful of being openly myself in this process. So many coaches look polished, which has not been my process. Most of this journey has been messy and hard, quite the opposite of what I have been perceiving others' journeys to be, which has given me actually a huge opportunity to look at the level of self-judgment I have for myself and the way to shed that and move on. The most fear I carried other than talking about my battles with addiction and sobriety actually have carried around my relationship and its imperfections. I have learned so much about relationships in the past year about why we are attracted to each other, 
why we are battling each other. And when I started training with Layla Martin, I was sure my relationship was screwed. There were so many skeletons in our closet, so many imperfections, trauma, and straight up chaos in the 16 years that we have been together. My dramatic relationship has been a huge part of my story, quote unquote. And now here I am willing to go the distance to put myself out there as a coach, a sex, love, and relationship coach when I have been actively participating in a toxic relationship. I felt like a fraud. I felt like hiding. But I have begun to realize something over this past while. No one is to blame here. I have found compassion for myself. I have found compassion for my humanity and my partner's humanity. I have a heart filled with gratitude for learning to see past images and for learning. I am learning with someone that two people with traumatizing childhoods that two people who were not taught or shown real love and compassion are just trying to survive like everyone else. That our toolboxes needed more tools. So I decided to start loving what is actually happening, not attaching to my story, stories, punishing myself for imperfect sometimes ridiculously unhealthy, toxic behavior that I actively participated in even when I thought I wasn't. I've been my biggest judge. Image. Well, the most important thing for me is truth. And the truth is that image is fake as fuck. And I'd rather be raw and honest about my life's crooked path and create an image that is false to who I am, which is not perfect, which is learning, which is healing, which can love things that have cracks and that often don't feel solid and sometimes appear unsafe and unfiltered. And those are actually the stories with the most grit that where we are vulnerable, we find the most growth. And where we're honest about what needs to die, that we find the biggest growth. I will not make excuses for things that have hurt me intentionally, for things that have been unhealthy. But I will take responsibility for my actions and the role that I have played in my relationships. There is a greater purpose. There is an opportunity within relationships, whether we label them good or bad, to grow. 
And if we just stopped judging and stopped worrying about what it looked like so much and just kind of felt what it was like to be in it, to be compassionate, to hold space, to be understanding, maybe it would be a little easier. I'm certainly no expert. I'm certainly still learning. But I do know one of the main things that I have learned is that there is so much available growth in the things that scare us the most. And so I'm okay to come out and say, I haven't lived anything close to perfect. And that I still have value, that I still have things to offer people, that in my truth may you find your truth. We all desperately seek these changes in ourselves and in our lives that we want so much. But change is not what you think. The change you seek is not what you think. It is not a struggle. It is not a fight. It is a sweet surrender to what is. It is acceptance. It is life without filters. It is messy. It is raw. It is human experience. Perhaps we could invite ourselves to experience our truth for what it really is. And then maybe we would experience less shame, less judgment, and stop pretending to be the people we are not. And start realizing that in the stuff that we don't like about ourselves, in the stuff where we feel embarrassed and ashamed and not enough, is where our greatest gifts lie. And this can be really difficult. This was really, really difficult for me to accept that my greatest gifts could lie in the things that I am most shameful. In the things that I want no one to know. In the places where my relationship looked like a shit show and that my addictions were out of control and that my behavior was irrational and erratic. But it is where the greatest gifts lie because it makes people realize they are not alone. That we're all here and that human life is not free of suffering. That there's both beauty and hardship. And maybe it's finding the beauty in the hardships. Maybe it is the sweet surrender. Surrender to me always looked like waving the white flag and giving up. Quitting. Until I realized the opposite of surrender was how I was living. Gripping and holding on. Stuck in fight instead of just letting go and trusting what it was like to be in each moment as it came, whether that spiked fear in me or not.
So as we get through the next few weeks before the grass is greener and the flowers start to bloom, spend a little bit more time going inward. Spend a little bit more time taking care of yourself and your needs and accepting all of your beauty with your scars. You're worth it. And there's something much better for you on the other side of acceptance and surrender and the death of old things that don't belong to us and that we don't deserve to carry with us our whole life, like a badge of honor, that our victimhood needs to die just as much as our need to be martyrs. We just need to learn to be in our bodies and be in ourselves just as we are. And once we see the beauty in that, we can start to see the beauty in all things around us. One person does not deserve to heal more than another. So when you struggle in relationships, know that that person needs healing too. Yes, there is a point of taking radical responsibility. And you get to choose who you want to be with and how you want to be with them, but really how you want to be with yourself and what kind of relationship you have with yourself really reflects the kind of relationships that you have with others. And relationships aren't just romantic family and friends and coworkers, your children. It's worth looking at. You're worth doing the work for. It's worth stepping out of our comfort, even when our comfort is re-traumatizing and keeps us stuck in our addictions and our bad behaviors and with toxic people and toxic conversations and gossip. When you step away from those things, you really start to see the truth, your truth. You can own your participation in your life. Take radical responsibility for yourself and build something worth living for. And I've had to do some deep digging myself and it's been ugly, but so worth it. I'll talk to everyone again soon. Enjoy the rest of this very long, short month. I hope someone can find something in this that was worth listening to. Take care.